Wait, 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 wait. It, it, it started streaming and it kicked back out on streaming on me. That's the first time that's ever happened. It said we were live and then it kicked me back out of being live. So I'm going to go double check that. I'm pulling it up right now. I don't see anything. Yep. Okay. Just did it again. I hit I hit start and okay and it said I was streaming wait, wait, and then wait. it kicked me back. Now we're live. I I don't know what happened there. Okay, that so was we weird. Did. I think I think we're now live. We are now live. So welcome to another wonderful week of Zombro's action. That was a strange hiccup there on YouTube's part, which I'm happy wasn't me this week. And I didn't wait 20 minutes <laughs> to check to make sure if we were live. Um, welcome with my co-host with the most marathon mile, half marathon miles run in recent weeks. Tell me about it. It was it was a successful weekend. Uh, that was part of the reason why we didn't do the show last week. I was in Baltimore. I didn't get back home till Monday. Mm -hmm. um, it was a good race. I was nervous. The most miles I had ran leading up to that was about nine. Mm -hmm. um, and for those who don't know, Mar half marathon is thirteen. Mm -hmm. So like that's four more miles. That's so that's about that's a, a third more than uh, than my most. So I was nervous, and my goal was just get through it. Get through it. Yep. Um, and then as I'm as I'm running it, I, I, I'm trying to like debate in my head. I'm like, all right, I'll probably take a break at some point, you know, mm. like like there's no shame in stopping catching my breath. Absolutely um, not. And I'm like, maybe I'll do it around the 10K mark, which is like six miles. Mm -hmm. And then at that point, I was feeling good. I went to seven. Yes. And then eight runners high. And I to, uh, yeah, a little bit. I got to nine and nine was nine was tough. And I'm like, mm -hmm. I don't know. This might this might be where I take a break. Um, but I got through it and I got to 10 and I, a after nine, I kind of got excited with each mile. Cause I had like reset my previous, like most miles ran in a single go. Yeah. I like I hit nine. And I'm like, all right, I feel pretty good for nine. Like my legs are tired, but not tired enough to stop. So let's keep going. Then I got to 10 and 10. I was 10 I, as, as I'm leading up to 10. I'm like, all right, let's just get to 10. We'll take a break. And then we got to, and then, and then next thing you know, we're at 11 and then we're at 12 and it's only one mile left and still hadn't stopped. But oh my God. At the beginning of the 12th mile. Yeah. It was a pretty bad hill. Oh. Um, pretty bad hill in like downtown Baltimore. Mm -hmm. um, and I'm like, I'm like, oh, I, I gotta. <laughs> like, you know what? I'm a, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a stop at this hill here. This hill's, this hill is killing me. Mm -hmm. um, and I'd ran 12 miles. I was happy with it. So I, I took a little break, walked up part of a hill. Then I kept going. It was nice as then you were then you were uh, down. Then it was downhill and the last maybe three quarters of a mile were downhill or just on a flat straight away, kind of in like Center City, Baltimore, which is which is a cool little area. I don't know Baltimore well, so it was all new to me. Cool. Um, and then we're running along like the Inner Harbor um, and it was it was really cool. Um, and I, I got to the end and I was pretty happy with myself. That That's was, uh, awesome. Part of my part of my goals for 2019. And I got that got that out of the way. Well, you know, funny enough, speaking of goals, I was thinking back about, I just wanted to read books. I didn't care what kind of books, but I wanted to get like 40 books done for the year. And I've been going to the library more often, and I crushed three books in 24 hours. Um, one was a novel, and then two were like 600-page graphic novels that were nonfiction. Books? Yeah, but it's not like, one was the um, about the Showa era from 1936 to, or 1926 to 1939. It was Japanese history. And whoa, that was nuts. And another one was a, about a humanitarian that was kidnapped and what it was like to be kidnapped overseas. So it was it was much different than the typical like comic books and Spider Man and shit like that, which I, I did enjoy. Uh, but 
congrats to that, John. That's awesome. I find, especially downhill, though, sometimes it's even tricky. When I, I did five uh, Ks all the time when I was in college, and going downhill, I just felt like that was just as obnoxious as going uphill because it's just like I, I just want to be on that level surface as far as you can go. Just bit. yeah, there's when you're running downhill, you're kind of fighting a little bit of resist. There's a little bit of resistance that seems counterintuitive. Mm-hmm. Like as you run downhill, it's pulling you down, and that's going to in turn increase your pace. Mm-hmm. But you might not want to increase your pace. You might just want to keep a steady pace. Mm-hmm. Um, so it, so if you, so sometimes you're kind of fighting the hill to maintain your pace. Absolutely. Okay, so you do share that. That's that's. I figured it's something yeah, along those it, lines. It's also like you're also just being pulled down, so you're trying to keep yourself like straight and balanced. Mm-hmm. And the other thing is I normally... Like, I mean, try, try sprinting down a hill and it's really easy to lose control. You know? Right, exactly. Do you do you typically run on track or outdoors? Which do you prefer? Uh, is it a track outdoors? Uh, well, there are indoor tracks and that's typically what I would use during the winter. But, like, do you um, prefer, like... I don't want to run circles, uh, like, I forget, is it 16 t- uh, four so times around I, a real track, 16 on the smaller indoor tracks? Do you like going outside and running, or do you it, like having depends, the track? It depends where I am. Like, mm-hmm. in the summer, yeah. I did all outdoor running. Mm-hmm. Um, but that was because I was living in Berlin, and Berlin is super flat. It's built over a swamp. Yep. So that's really flat. It was really easy to run outdoors. But where I am now in State College, it's really hilly. Yeah. Like it's painfully hilly. The week before I did a 5K mm-hmm. and that 5K was just hills the entire time. And I remember running that. I'm like, fuck, if, I, if this is killing me, I don't know if I'll do, I don't know if I can do 13. Yeah. Um, and it was really just a matter of hills. So like, I, I'm really not a big fan of running out where I live right now. Mm-hmm. I do it sometimes because I think it's good to get road miles in, but I was doing a lot of miles on a treadmill actually. Oh, yep. That's another place. Um, I think my most preferred is the track because I, there's something about running on a track. I like how you can measure it. And a lot of times when I'm running, I really I have a stopwatch. I want to make sure I know how fast I'm going, what's what I did, how long I have to go. It all helps because I, I really care about pacing. Uh, but funny enough, my longest miles are when I just don't think about it. We have, it's a basically a 5K if you run around the campus, my old campus where I used to go to college. Go around that the entirety of the time. I did that twice one day. I hadn't worked out in a while, and I'm just like, I feel like garbage. I'm time to, I need to run. And I did one of those like four scum things where it just I just ran and ran until I was like, all right, I'm done running today. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, so I, I and yeah. I'll probably this winter continue to do the treadmill just because it's 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 honestly it's a it's a little bit more of a convenience thing where yes. like, i come home from class i stop at the gym on my way home yep. and i'll do a run just mm-hmm. throw my gym clothes in my bag um and the, it's so hilly where i am like it it's it's a valley mm-hmm. and it's just up and down and yeah it's, that down. sounds really it's, awful it's it's not a fun place to run outdoors here so I, I as i do more treadmill running than i probably would like to um if i was somewhere flatter i'd be running outdoors Makes sense. All right, enough about the Track Running Bros podcast. Uh, good luck to Squirt, who says he will be running the New York City Marathon next weekend. We will read their donations at the end of the podcast. All donations are always read by then, but I do appreciate them. Uh, but let's now get into, besides that announcement, a uh, quick announcement on my part. The final bit of replacement posters. I'm getting the last couple emails in for people trying to get replacements of posters. They did not receive them. They have priority because I don't have many printed left. I have only like two or three left. 
So that's going to go to people who literally didn't get the posters or they got torn in shipping. Print, you print like pretty much exactly what you need. Yes. So everybody else, you, you got what you got. I I only have a few left at this point. And if you have little bumps on your posters, like I, I apologize that that happened in transit, but it's also like I, I'm not, I can't replace that. And it also doesn't make sense for me to try and reprint another 100 or 200 posters for one guy because the edges of the poster got a little crinkled in the mail. So other, it, it still should be just fine. Put in a frame, you'll never, ever notice that the edges are a little bumped up there. I believe that'll cover most of my announcements. Um, I will be streaming this week, most likely, starting to get back into streaming a little bit. I think I'll be streaming during the day instead of at night. Uh, I'll see how that goes. Probably not too well viewer-wise, but I don't really think I'm in it for the viewers at this point. I want to try and do some Outer Worlds and Last of Us that we will uh, see how that goes. And there's another Rapture-esque Bioshock game. It's something like To the Sun, Close to the Sun on October 29th. So that might end up on the main channel as well because it's, it's like a horror game. That might be fun for Halloween. So maybe we'll have some fun horror Halloween streams. So we, we will do all that. Those are my announcements off the top of my head. And Zombros episode 177 has been uploaded. So we should be able to get that. I have, I have, I have, I have a shout out I'd like to make. I don't I'd like, like the grin. <laughs> I don't like the grin. I'd like to make a shout out to uh, your town, your team, your Philadelphia Union for. Uh, oh, there you go. For winning their first playoff victory, for having their first ever playoff win in franchise history. Mm -hmm. Um. Uh, on Monday, uh, so after the race, I was home, and so my dad and I had playoff tickets to mm -hmm. uh, to go see the Union versus the New York Red Bulls. Mm -hmm. uh, and this is a franchise that has been historically uh, bad. I think four playoff appearances in ten years, zero playoff wins, uh, and we we won. We were down three to one though at halftime. It was looking bad. I was pissed off in the stands. My dad was trying to talk to me, and I'm sitting there in the rain like, Dad, I don't want to talk to you right now. We're down. Th we're down three to one, and I got a, I got a four hour bus. I got a five hour bus ride the next day to get back to school. Gross. Uh, oh. But they came back to win it. Oh. Overtime oh. OT baby. For the fr the franchise's first ever playoff victory. Yeah. Uh, the stadium went insane. I had never I had, I had never heard it that loud before. All like. 19,000 fans were on their feet for that. It was hype. Um, and it was it's good to do it against a rival like New York. Uh, it was awesome to be there. So shout out to your town, your team, your Philadelphia Union. Ended up actually going out in the next round of the playoffs. They lost 2 nothing to Atlanta, but mm -hmm. they, uh, they, they, they were the underdogs in that match. And going to Atlanta is a tough place where they literally have a stadium of 70,000 fans. So it's real Ooh. rough. Yeah, Atlanta pulls incredible numbers for soccer games. Literally 70,000 people were at that game. Uh, and they lost 2-0, but they looked like they belonged in that game. So I was happy. Autofocus now let's get into the meat and potatoes of this episode. Well, actually, you just jogged my memory to give an anti-shout-out. I'm giving oh, a shout-out uh, of Yankees? <laughs> not only to the Yankees for being hot trash and how disappointed I am in them this year, but the Nationals for getting my hope up that they beat the big, bad, evil Houston Astros to me going up 2-0 and then losing two straight at home. Are you kidding me? They beat the two best pitchers in baseball. 
Justin Verlander and uh, Garrett Cole. They beat them, and everyone's like, they just, it's over. World Series over. Houston's unbeatable pitchers. The dude was 19-0 and or 18-0. and Garrett Cole, since the la- he, last time he lost was in May, and they beat him. And it's like, oh, pack it in. I'm loving this. And then, mm-hmm. oh, guess what else happened? They win two straight, and now 2-2 even game. They're going to blow it. I'm just disgusted. Yeah, I, Can't stand I re- it. I didn't realize they blew the lead. I was, I'm was i vaguely aware of the series because um, – so I've, uh, one of my roommates is from Los Angeles, uh, and he's a diehard Dodgers fan. Ooh, Big Dodgers fan. That must have The hurt. other one is from, from, the, from like the D.C. area. Mm-hmm. He's – what you would describe as a bandwagon fan or fan out of convenience. Oh, uh, well, you know, sometimes that's fine depending on you where know, you are. Like he's, fr- he's a fan because he's from the area, but he doesn't sure. I'm not sure he can name any players on the team. Eh, you um, know, you need those, though. They fill the seats. You know, so when, when the Dodgers... Oh, I'm not sure he's ever been to a game. Oh, <laughs> even worse. Do- I, I, I joked, I said, if, uh, if, if, the do- if, the, if the Nats didn't beat the Dodgers, mm-hmm. you probably would have no idea they're in the World Series right now. Because because my Nats, my, my roommate, who's a Dodgers fan, like he was all excited about the Nationals Dodgers series. And I think they went to like game five. Yeah. Um, their closer gave up a grand slam. Oh, it was awesome. Game. Howie Kendrick hit that. So my, my oh. yeah, my my uh, my one roommate was pissed off. My other roommate was excited. Oh, not because he was an actual fan. And then that roommate was pissed off that like he's not even a fan and he's enjoying this. Uh... Um, Come on, so come then, on, so then, so then the Nats make their way to the World Series, and um, and so my roommate's a Nats fan, so I'm hoping they do well. Um, and uh, now they're blowing it, I guess. Interesting. Well, they're okay. They're chat, chat. I, I just had a I had a tweet out. I didn't tweet out or announce on Discord. This stuff was out. So yes, the cams were gonna get messed up because I just had to go send all the links out to everybody. So calm down. You're fine. I'm way ahead of you. Um. Nationals when's, when's game five. Uh, game five is tonight. Matt Scherzer versus Garrett Cole again. So this is going to be the best pitcher for the. He he has something to prove yeah, now. So they're, so they're aces. Yeah, the aces are going again. So you need Strasburg and Garrett and uh, Scherzer to win back to back. Otherwise, they're done for. No way they're going to beat him in Houston. It's just oh. So, but do you know the like? Baby shark for the Nationals. Yeah. Did you hear all about that? Oh, no, no. I didn't know. they Do they do that in the stands? So one of the players was in a slump, and he was not doing well at all. And his young, like, eight-year-old daughter, or potentially even younger, suggested he change his walk-up music so he would maybe get in a groove. So he changed it to her current favorite song, Baby Shark. Baby Shark. Uh-huh. And this has become, every time they get a hit, they do the Baby Shark symbol. And what yeah. I love about it is the stadium. It sucks because they're losing, but like they go nuts when he comes up. They play Baby Shark. Everyone in the stand stands up, and they're all doing Baby Shark as well. And then you have people dressed up as the sharks, including a guy that has like the Katy Perry left shark that was on there as well. And they're doing the thing, the Baby Shark song is it's so great, all in unison, and everyone gets so excited, and they're just like ah. I'm like, this is so great. They're so happy. They're fun. The team is so, 
just energetic. They have they hang out, they dance all the time. Like they forced old miserable players to be dancing. Like Strasburg's like, I've never danced so much in my life. The team is just fun. <laughs> and they've haven't won a World Series or even been had they never won a World Series and they've never been in a World Series since 1932. So that stuff is like Oh really? I know the Nats have been on that long of a drought. They used to be the Expos and so they they were expansion teams and all that type of stuff. So they're super underdogs. You should totally root for them. I can't stand how Jose Altuve. I don't he's a good person. He proves to everybody he's like a hero for so many cuz he's 5-6 and this guy bats over 300. He's probably if he keeps this up easy Hall of Famer. But man when I see him and he's beating the Yankees or anybody. I just see this like short guy syndrome. Like he carries himself, and I, I, I just see it. It's definitely not how he is, but like he just competes ultra hard. But when I see him, <laughs> and he's five six on the field, he totally seems like a, a like a character out of Looney Tunes. It's just like got the chest puffed out. He's like yeah, yeah. But he he backs it up and he hits five hundred foot home runs. So like I can't be mad, but he makes me so angry. And he just keeps kicking the shit out of everybody. So the baseball, uh, what I've been pushing deep down to myself is now finally over and we can finally talk about modern warfare um i just had to get that out because i have been stressed last night for the first time in the whole world series i was yelling as they were stranding bases loaded twice i was getting mad again and it's not even the yankees anymore all right modern warfare what do you want to talk about first john do you want to talk about campaign spec ops uh multiplayer what you talk about spec ops i'll be have some also Disclose, we both received a copy of Activision, a free review copy to do as we want. Opinions are our Thank own. Thank you, Activision. Very much. Thank you for those copies. Uh, and Justin, I for sending those. I promise to only say nice things about the game. I don't. <laughs> anyway, to my point, this game is fucking shit. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's right. You told me what you're, you want to talk about. So go ahead. Go ahead. Tell me about Spec Ops. Uh, I'm actually, I don't actually hate the game that much. I'm, I, uh, initial impressions. Um mm. I haven't played multiplayer. I haven't I haven't gotten into COD multiplayer in two or three years. Sure. I'd say they really lost me in Infinite Warfare and Black Ops Three with that movement system. I hated the Black Ops Three Infinite Warfare mm-hmm. movement system. I hated. Okay, that's um, fair. Not a fan. Mm-hmm. Then we had then we had like boots on the ground World War Two, an improvement, but just didn't catch me, and then. Black Ops 4's multiplayer, I hated. Just not a fan at all. Mm-hmm. I sucked at it. I, I I really don't like what they do with the uh, the classes. Like it feels like a rip off. It feels like a knockoff Overwatch. Yeah, I could, um, I, could I don't see know where why they from. why Treyarch went so hard in the marketing of those like eight or ten different class characters because I think they're all shit. Oof, um, that's rough but fair. Okay, not a fan. I don't like Call of Duty multiplayer much anymore. Okay, um, it is a and long I, I departure. Used, I used to. I used to, at minimum, just passively enjoy it. You know, mm-hmm. like, I, I usually, after playing zombies, I'd pick it up for a game or two, like, kill 20 minutes. Mm-hmm. Um, but this is the first multiplayer in a while where I'm, I'm, I think I'm enjoying it. Um, I don't know how much I'll play it, but I, I, I think if there was a multiplayer to bring me back, this one might be it. Mm-hmm. Um, so overall, positive impressions on the multiplayer side of things. Uh, okay. As for Spec Ops, Spec Ops is embarrassingly hard. <laughs> Is that so? Why is that, I'm, John? I'm embarrassingly bad at Spec Ops. I was really excited for Spec Ops Survival because I actually yeah. really enjoyed the Modern Warfare 3 Survival. Yes. I thought Exo Survival was actually a half fun idea. Mm. Um, so I was I was all for it. Um, I, I have had multiple games where I've died at round one. 
What it's happens bad. in spec? Wait, which which is survival the one where you're buying uh like the kill streaks, grenades, or yeah, like it's, equipment it's and all that? Base and you get money. Base, you get money for killing guys. Yeah. yeah, and, yeah. Uh, what what's your record? Ten. I got killed by a juggernaut. I played it once, I got the ten. You'll see it on stream today. My record is five. What? Well, I played. I went a public I'm match. So bad at it. <laughs> I went a public match and played with four, five, or four, uh, three other I'm, people. I'm playing solo. All right, I got to try it on solo. Like, like solo, if you play, uh, it's the one in London. Yeah, um, that's the only one I think they have. To be honest with you. Yeah, no, there's three. Oh, there is three. Uh, I've only okay. Two of the three. Uh, so the 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 one that's default is really big, a little too big. Uh, but the London one, mm -hmm. they start off. So on the on the first one, I forget the name. Uh, the enemies at the start have uh shotguns okay in the london one they have they have ak-47s yes like they're not fucking around they're here to kill you <laughs> and like i feel like in modern warfare 3 survival round one like the guys like they see you slowly turn their body wait for the minute hand to hit zero <laughs> and then shoot yeah or you see them walking around like this in in like round one of survival mode yeah, yeah they were flushing me out of rooms with grenades yeah one guy was like leaning around the wall behind cover tons of them literally i i yeah. I, I, I saw this and i'm like what the fuck why can't <laughs> i do this he's leaning around the wall and he yeah. has the gun like around the corner shooting he's not even looking where he's shooting like so his body's completely behind cover but he's just like holding the gun around the corner of the wall shooting at me they don't like take their time. Like if they see you, they will shoot you. Okay. Um, I got the maps up. Uh so you the first one is Anya, A N I Y A H survival. And then Piccadilly survival would yeah, be the Piccadilly London one. And then Raid Survival is the is the third one. I thought one. it was Pick a something, but it, it was a silly name to me, and I didn't want to say it wrong because it already sounds silly. <laughs> fair, fair. Um, okay, so just so everyone knows what we're talking about. Yeah, yeah, like the guys in Piccadilly aren't fucking around. Yeah, that's the and one it, I played it progresses, on. It progresses really weird where rounds one through three have five enemies. Oh, yeah. I so round four, mm -hmm. and there were 22. And I had round four is actually my record. I can't seem to beat round four with twenty two enemies. I gotta try this out after the podcast. I'm playing in solo. Yeah. And it's like I, I you know, I think the hardest part about it is I can't find a good place to like camp or mm -hmm. lay low. Mm -hmm. Um, like the maps, there there really is no back cover ever. Yeah. Um, and they spawn in such a way that like they will spawn at three different areas. So you always have to be watching your back. Mm -hmm. Um you don't really have much good cover. Like they're not fucking around these guys, and it's it's a challenge. And now I'm only playing in solo. I bet if I played in a multiplayer game, it's a lot easier. But you only get one life too. Hmm. Yeah. Then I, I think multiplayer is probably I, I don't easier. Know if there's a way to buy more lives or what, but I haven't been able to. I don't think so. But definitely buy armor right away, which is like five hundred bucks. Yeah. Um, that'll help you. But it's not easy. Yeah, I'm curious to see what a difference in the ability it is because I, I feel the same way that especially you'll see at the end what is the other mode I think it's the classic no what what's the it, it's the actual story based ones yeah Operation Headhunter Covadella yeah. Paladin well, Crosswind those are, those are the missions those are yeah. the missions that's different from the survival okay those missions too I was playing through there uh my god was it ridiculous the gunfire we couldn't get past the tanks yeah, 
I couldn't I couldn't beat the first Spec Ops mission either. Um, I was hoping to like sit through and play, and I was playing the first mission for like twenty minutes, and I couldn't couldn't do it. I kept dying. Yeah, which is kind of uh, good because then it's like there's replay replay replayability, yeah, sort of like, like I, I, I zombie rounds. If I beat that mission, I'm definitely gonna feel like I earned it. Mm -hmm. Um, but I was hoping to get a good sampling of all the different Spec Ops missions so I could like talk about so I could like talk about them on the show. But I can I can really only tell you about that first one. Mm -hmm. I like it though. It starts off cool. Like you're on the helicopter, you crash land, you gear up, and they come in on the on the mm -hmm. on the uh, on the trucks. Yeah. Well, I also like there's like parachuting. I found in one aspect, like if you either if you're coming late or initially for a certain game, I found that I liked you get kill streaks and boxes and the bigger one. I'm off survival just for the moment on a tangent here, uh, but that that mode was fascinating to me. I'll cut back to survival because actually I have the survival gameplay on right now. Uh, I found I was constantly at a, uh, a resource deficit. I didn't have a lot of money all the time while playing survival until later toward the end, uh, getting the minigun proved to be a detriment <laughs> from the juggernaut. Cause after killing the juggernaut, you pick it up and there's just so many people. And like you said, they have AKs. They're not screwing around. They're, they're coming right after you. Yeah, so like it, it, l it lulls you in. In the original survival, I don't think they like actually get assault rifles mm -hmm. at least like five or six, mm -hmm. you know? Like they they throw everything they got at you, and they're not. I, I'm 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 really actually interested in what the comments say about uh, multiplayer. Mm -hmm. Or not multiplayer. I'm really interested in what the comments say about survival. Because mm -hmm. maybe I'm just bad, but I was really struggling. Like my I think my first game I made it to round two, um, and then I kept dying at round two. There were a mm -hmm. few games that I would actually legitimately die at round one. Like, if you find yourself in an open area without cover, they mm -hmm. will kill you. Like, you're done. I'm. You, you made me think about something, because you said you were curious about the comments, and I was curious. I haven't seen any media coverage of Modern Warfare. The only thing, the last thing I saw is when they said they were getting rid of the battle pass, or the loot boxes for a battle pass, which I still saw as totally disingenuous, and I'm like, this doesn't mean anything. This is just a feel-good post. And then people were super positive about it, I'm just like... Do you, what? Have you not played Black Ops 4 in, in, in World War II? So I did look up Charlie Intel real quick just to see some of their headlines. And uh, I know some people were saying that this was a rough launch. Things weren't working. And I, I didn't quite experience things not working. Uh, I know the day before the game came out, I couldn't play stuff. So I did offline bots and multiplayer just to try and get my bearings and play with some maps and all that type of stuff. Then I jumped into full campaign. I played all through campaign. That worked out fine. And did all spec ops today and multiplayer and all that's been fine. But I heard some of my friends tell me that their roommates, when they were playing the game for multiplayer, couldn't find matches on day one. So that's probably an issue if those servers weren't working. But this is the first time Call of Duty's ever done crossplay, so I wonder if that had any impact on I, I, what's going I would on. Be surprised. I would. I would honestly think to myself, like, yeah, with crossplay, probably give it a day, mm -hmm. give it a day or two, maybe even a week. It's the first time they've done it, so it, mm -hmm. it doesn't shock me that they might have issues like that. Yeah, I didn't notice any. The glitches, though, not like game breaking, is what I was addressing there. I have. Maybe I misspoke earlier, but um, I have experienced like a visual glitch that didn't go away when there was a host migration, but host migration worked on day one. That's a big win in co-op uh, survival. Uh, 
sometimes the when you die, it'll just keep blaring gunshots from the enemy, or the enemy will keep repeating lines. I found the lines from the main characters in any of the modes, they recycle and repeat so often that I'm not a fan of them, because, like... The the seal guy I'm playing with says the same three lines over and over again, like "bet your ass" or "reloading." It just says the same thing, devoid of character. I mean, you're almost better off not having a voice at that point for the character because it's just so redundant with what they do. It doesn't add anything. It just annoys players. I'm always surprised when like do they play test these games uh, from a perspective of audio design for audio triggers like think back to tag darren toten every time you hit the water there was a sound cue how did nobody about, catch how that about, uh, how about every time in uh whatchamacallit the final right two yeah yeah the final right now, now we're cooking with gas now we're cooking with gas they must i they, mm. no one the only way i think of it is maybe they're just not thinking about the sound like they're they have it off yeah, there's something with the repetition of sound that always irks me in video games, and sometimes it works really well. Like classic video games, like N64 games, they become memes and like essential and beloved sometimes when people repeat stuff. You can see what's it, Banjo Kazooie and Banjo Tui, where literally all the dialogue is just repeated grunts. It's like, but that's beloved. So there, that's. I don't want to cast a blanket saying, like, you can't ever repeat lines because that's just uh, unrealistic and the resources that would take would be out, out, outrageous. But mm -hmm. with that said, there has to be some playtesting for how redundant the sound design gets in these sort of survival modes. Zombies is no exception and uh, co-op survival and uh, what's, what's the other one? These missions still suffer from that same problem. I notice it because I play a lot more COD of just the same. Now I'm cooking with gas, baby. It's like, all right, I heard you. Okay. I want, to, I want to quickly comment a few more. I want to make a few more comments on survival. Oh, please. We got plenty to talk about on survival still. I still got lots to say. Yeah. So I, I I was doing a little bit of research on Reddit, on the Modern Warfare subreddit, just to see what people were saying. Sure. And uh, to give you a sense of how, how things scale in this game. Mm -hmm. So I guess round 15 has 77 enemies. Okay. Round 25, you have 25 juggernauts, which is probably a fuck ton i haven't even fought one juggernaut but i'd imagine fighting 25 would just be broken you said 25 <laughs> yeah oh i think someone needs to 20... call up relaxing in and get him out of retirement here <laughs> yeah like I, I i think i'm doing it wrong playing in solo mm -hmm. also i didn't realize it was a playstation exclusive yes that is what i wanted to bring up as well i'm glad you you yeah, that's, that. that's lame. Because, a year. Like, a whole year they don't yeah. get to touch that. And, and who the hell's playing this game in a year? Because they're going to be playing Black Ops 5. 100%. Completely agree. I think that's an uh, anti-consumer move. Big time. It's like you might as well you might as well just say, hey, Xbox and PC, you're never getting survival. Yeah. Yeah. This the, the, the kids who buy Call of Duty at a discounted price from GameStop two years later are the people that get to play survival. That's the market yeah. that's going to get it. And it's I, I'm I'm not sure I, I was I, like I said I really enjoyed Modern Warfare Three Survival. Mm -hmm. I think the game mode has a lot of potential, but I think this is too difficult. Mm -hmm. There's no good places to camp, which Survival was 
for at least a lot of the early rounds, a big camping focus game Mm -hmm. like you can buy turrets and you can buy shit like that and make camping a really viable strategy i'm not sure that's possible in this game mode and it's so difficult that like i don't really see myself actually playing it that much and i thought i Mm. might actually um also you can't buy stuff mid-round yes that's annoying for the the one map is so big Mm -hmm. that they give you 30 seconds in between rounds. And yep. sometimes I can't run to boxes within that time period. Oh, I, I couldn't do it in the London map, period. I like I was about to bring the that London, up. Was... The London map, sometimes I could because I wasn't very far from it. I found the London mm-hmm. map a little bit easier. But the first map, whatever its name was, um, I couldn't in one single 30 second period. I could not run to the weapons box from where you spawned. Mm-hmm. That and the grenade box. You're, you're relatively close to the kill streak box. But and yeah. Yeah, but the others are just so sh- they're so far it's pointless. I agree. I and, I, I, and I'd imagine in mm-hmm. those rounds with seventy-seven enemies or twenty-five juggernauts, mm-hmm. there's no way. I I'd have to see what the strategies are of people that are much better at this game than me. Uh, I found that it was part of the strategy is when the round ends, you need to be by a box for the round to end because yeah. you're never going to be able to make the two if you get to one then run to the other. I don't know. That it, was- that was definitely my feel where it was like okay if the uh if the round if the round is coming to a close i gotta get out from whatever building or cover i'm using mm-hmm. but i also feel like sometimes when i'm playing survival if i run out in like the open street i'm, I'm a sitting duck mm-hmm. like most of my deaths come from when i'm just out in the open and don't have enough time to find cover and regain a little bit of health yeah and i actually found that i had to use the infantry classes to try and uh, or the heavy infantry classes to try and make that okay. What is on screen right now? Okay, that's what it is. Sorry for the boxes. I would use a riot shield to try and mitigate just the amount of damage I'm constantly taking. When I was playing that the bigger survival map, I had to switch over to riot shields because we were just getting hit from miles away from everywhere almost all the time. So yeah. it, it's, it's strange. Did you play the... Because you, you brought up some ideas about, like, the exclusivity. Did you play the other mode that is, like, you are... It's a campaign mission, but it's basically in the distance. You're holding your ground as it's basically wave-based. You shoot mortars at you, and soldiers yeah. come, and then you it's evac the out one, on a helicopter. You, you're on the, this is the one where you're on the helicopter and get shot down? Yeah, and then another one evacs you out, I believe. Yeah, so yes. I, I never... Like I said, that was the one I, I couldn't beat. Okay. Um, and it was it's it's cool to begin with. Um, like, is there the more way, than the just that I, one? That's all I can unlock right now. Um, I think there's more, but I think you have to beat them to unlock them. Well, I beat I'm it. Not confident though. Oh, then I don't know. Because that's where uh, at the end, what I had. How long does it last? Because I was killing a lot of people, and they just kept it, spawning. Thirteen minutes. It's thirteen minutes. Oh God! Yeah, in the beginning, this, I, I they saw my success. Last, I could barely last like five minutes. That map is so small, too. Mm-hmm. And like I said, I really there, there's no right good here. place where I can lock down with cover and like shoot Ooh. the guys because like I'll go onto one of the buildings and the buildings have like three different entrances that I'm watching. Are you is is this the same one where you can climb up the ladder? There's like a where an area you can have you can snipe, yep. but behind you can throw claymores. Yeah, well, that's, that's how I, that's yeah. how I usually begin, and I wait for the kill streak to fall. I jump up or to that rooftop and I grab the sniper mm-hmm. and then with the yep, sniper, yep, yep, I'll yep. try to pick off one of the, one of the cars as they come at you. Yep. Um, which honestly I feel like is a futile effort because they're just going to keep spawning. 
Yeah, it is safeguard, and there is only one mission. I got it now. Okay, so it's called safeguard. One mission. What I didn't like is I saw in there um, after we uh, Wait, did they really beat make it. A game mode with only one mission. Yes. Um, the reward, which I think what you said will unlock next month, it said a uh, reward in November. Unlocks in November. So I got to play uh, this again in November in order to get my reward, which to me is it's uh, just no, maybe well, you already beat it. So I don't think you have to play it again. I think you just have to you just have to wait till November. Well, wait, 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 wait. Let me I can get it up on stream when when we beat it. What did it say exactly? Unlocks in November. So, OK, it'll it'll come out in November. Reward unlocks in November. So I just that that does feel like it's like a withholding of content, like just to see that I'd be I feel like I'd be happy if they didn't tell me. It unlocks in November that there's... And then again, to know there's another map around the corner, then I guess is a little better for this. But uh, Classic Special Ops is coming out with just one mission on launch. But they do have four missions for a continuation of the storyline, which continues from Campaign, which I thought was really cool. I did like the fact that Campaign bleeds perfectly into another separate mode that will have impacts for the next Modern Warfare that they anticipate releasing, for the next campaign, the re reboot of this whole series, and all that. We'll get into Campaign a little, little bit. Mm -hmm. but Yeah, so what what's your take on Campaign? Sure. Okay, we can do it right now then. Um, campaign was excellent. It's one of the best campaigns in a long time. Uh, anybody that I saw a t headline shared with me, and I think that's why people shouldn't take credit to random headlines on the internet, where they said Modern Warfare is a uh, shock for shock factor, or it's shock for the sake of shock. And I, I didn't see that at all. I didn't really find any tasteless, awful, shocking scenes. I think they did a really good job showcasing the circle of violence and how rough uh, war is. Uh, they did dehumanize the Russians, but the Spec Ops does a really good job at bringing that back, that we're teaming up with the Russians to now go after uh, a Middle Eastern terrorist organization. So it's, it's a mixed bag in some of those fronts. But the big thing I kept saying is, this is getting a much better conversation going than previous Call of Duties. And a lot of people keep going like, it's Call of Duty, Reed! It's Call of Duty! Don't think about it! It's like, eh, that's not how I consume my games. So that's that's what I'm going to do. Um, I, I say there wasn't too much leaning on cameos from other characters. Uh, Ghost and Roach and all those people don't show up in this game, which is really nice. They're saving that for later. You really got to focus on the story that was being told, get to see Price in action, and set up this, this new world. The gameplay was not uh, redundant. It wasn't like typical campaigns that I've had where it's just run, shoot, run, shoot, hit checkpoint, gas, flash, just get forward, get through it. There was stealth missions. There was tactics involved. Uh, it, they they did a good job of changing up the pacing. I think it's only like five and a half hours long, though, so it's still a short oh, campaign. It's, like it's, that, it's that short? Well, look at I did two streams, two live streams on it, and first game was two yeah. and a half hours, and I think the second one was three and a half hours. Oh, I, probably, I probably could have beat it then. So five oh. and a half, six hours. I'd recommend playing it. Um, we will get to the controversial scene that's the equivalent of No Russian. Uh, which you can opt out of. It literally says, are you in or are you not in? And then uh, Milo had to go back and replay it and, and leave. Did Milo say he was not in? Yeah, well, I, I said it wasn't in either because what... Uh, okay, we're now it's in spoilers. Here we go. Spoilers territory. I'll let you come in here on the morality, all right? This is... Let me set the scene and then I can explain where I come from and the surprise I had in chat. So... 
The way this starts up is you're chasing this terrorist called the Butcher. He is a piece of garbage, absolute human trash, and uh, he's noted in previous uh, uh, b- b- missions for killing babies and women, children, and men. He doesn't discriminate. He doesn't care about killing anybody. Uh, so we're chasing him down. We finally... He's like Crumbopulous Michael. He just kills... He just loves killing. Absolutely. So we finally catch capture him. And then in the next scene, we have an interrogation scene. And uh, our old buddy Nikolai, that was a cameo from the original saga, uh, he's back and helping us out. And he gets his uh, family. So you have the wife and child are brought to the interrogation where uh, you can potentially be torturing this individual for information. So mm-hmm. Price asks you, are you in or out? So whether or not you're going to come into the room and help interrogate this guy with his family present. Uh, I initially was like, oh, fuck that. No, I'm good. But that's literally the idea of like turn off no Russian or any of those super spicy things. So I reload the chapter and I was like, all right, let's see what this is about. You get in there and uh, you have the option to pick up a, a gun and fired at the individual the family's right next to him Uh, then it goes off not really it wasn't loaded yet and then they give you bullets so now you have options to uh shoot the butcher in front of his family you have the option not to shoot the butcher in front of his family and then there are unknown options like black ops two where you know like you shoot mason or you don't shoot mason or you shoot mason in a different place and you get different endings Uh, apparently Mm -hmm. those were uh present inside this outcome so during this whole scenario do you want to tell me what you would do before i tell you what i did Uh, or do you want more info because obviously i'm coming all right so i'm in here and i really don't want any part of this i'm like i i don't want to shoot this guy in front of his wife and child because in the campaign it's even in contained not even my own personal ideas and projections inside the campaign it shows you the pharah and her brother both get radicalized because the russians invade their country and they're using chemical warfare and they see their parents murdered by russians in front of them and they become a arguably a revolution group or a terrorist insurgents group against the Russians in this campaign that the spec op teams are aiding. And you continue to see uh, this circle of violence of like when our American troops come in there and they're killing these uh, terrorists that they're like their mother's going for an AK and picking up an AK to defend their child. And you got to kill a mom in this game or, and you got to, you have the choice to kill a child. I think if you kill children, the game kicks you out or it doesn't allow you to kill certain children inside the game. They really try and get you away from that. There's a thing where if you shoot a baby three times in a row, they just all kick you out to the main menu and a message comes on screen. That's like, are you serious? So I'm kind of like, the game gives you the ability to do right so. but then it's but gonna give you, you so then they then they slap you on the wrist yeah so it's like the more then... why don't you not give you the ability right you know, like like a right. lot of games they, you know if you try to shoot the npc nothing happens right and they're trying to be like if you point your gun at the baby nothing happens right that's why it's strange where like what is what more lesson or morality are you pushing on the players which is i find weird to to put that in front of them and be like oh god you're you're horrible horrendous like it's Mm -hmm. strange for that where a game like undertale has a very different take on being like embracing characters actions for doing awful things and causing them to be like yikes all right yeah oh we you know 
I get where you're coming from, and it doesn't really say take a moral position. It just shows you the outcomes of all the actions you do. So I decide I don't want to. I don't want to kill uh, this individual. Um, chat loses their fucking shit at me for not killing this guy. They're screaming at me for not killing the baby killer, and I'm like, why? What the, the context matters here? It's so this kid is right there, like it's a free radicalization. I was told that you could kill not only the father but the mother as well of this in this situation. I'm like, ah, oh, this is horrible, and it does change and impact your ending. And not even seconds later, the police come in and apprehend the butcher if you don't kill him. And I'm just like. There you go. There, There's a chance to break the circle of violence is where I was coming from. It's just like, why not try and let the law, even though the law fails us so often, but who? what right do we have to execute a piece of garbage but in front of his child, right? Because then that still muddies the waters and you're not fixing the problem. You're like, bam, he's dead. Well, great. You now have a new butcher 20 years from now or 10 years from now or whatever it might be. So that's where I was coming from. People we're not having that with me and they're like you you didn't know all these other things you could do you could shoot him in the legs apparently and cripple him for life and i'm like okay all right i guess i should have just known to shoot him in the leg or shoot him in the stomach Come on, Reed. you could you could pinpoint places to hurt this guy but it's interesting to see from like my perspective of chat of how many people love playing this like hero, hero or like punisher type individual that i'm going to seek out vengeance on this baby killer in front of his family that's that's where like my line gets drawn where i'm like well when we're in combat it's combat right we're fighting we're shooting back and forth i'm loser enough where i actually care about not killing citizens uh, civilians and shit in this um but it's like it is cod right it's a COD game. It's like, whoa, we're actually having these conversations for a COD game. But that is the most controversial scene in here is that you can just blow the mom and, and dad's brains out. But they're terrorists. To be fair, they're terrorists. But, like, in front of their kid, this is this is a gray area. It's it's a dilemma. So I, I don't know. Uh, what, what, what do you make of the whole thing? So I would – so, like, when I play games – the morality like it's not that important to me mm -hmm. um like the things i do in video games are different than what i would do in real life you know i sure hope so <laughs> well it's like it's like when people play gta and yes they're like crashing into people and killing civilians yep it's not because that's what they want to do in real life they're just right. doing because it's fun and it's in the video game you mm -hmm. know it's a complete like like somebody who shoots a civilian in GTA is not a bad person. Um, mm -hmm. And if and if you're playing GTA and you're obeying the traffic laws, you're lame. Right. I feel like that's structured um, in such a different way, though. Too, know, to be fair, no, like GTA it, 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 is structured in a way just have at it. Where this context is like they're they're but no, they're no, literally game, putting like a light on you. Like, what are you gonna do? I, in this game, in this game, I haven't played it. I haven't seen the context. I haven't, you know, so I, mm -hmm. I, I don't really have the background, I think, to make the proper decision. Sure. You know, Smart. and I, I would also, part part of me wonders to myself, like, 
you know, is this one of those games that has a good ending and a bad ending? Mm-hmm. And if I, if I shoot him, that's going to trigger the bad ending. Do mm-hmm. I want the bad ending? Do I want the good ending? Exactly. You know, like that's part of it. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't think, I don't think the game works like that. Right. No, there are good and bad endings. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Well then that would make me think to myself, all right, well, this is probably, this is probably that moment. Like, Oh, if you kill him now, you're automatically on the track to the bad ending. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think so. But like, do is it, is the bad ending, the true ending, which ending do I want? You know? So I, right. I, I would almost think about it on that level. Mm-hmm. Le- less about, and more about like the game, like which one is the one that I think I would, I would, I would think less about it in terms of morality and more of like, which one do I think the developers want me to do? Okay. Actually, chat, correct me if there is. I th- I was told while I was playing there were multiple endings, but Slimebread suggests there my choice overall don't matter yeah, in this so game. Nice. Yeah, so your choices don't matter. So your choices don't matter. I, I would probably just go with whatever one is like. I'd be a really in the moment decision, but I honestly don't think I would. I'd be kicking myself if I had killed the guy, or I'd be kicking myself if I didn't. Hmm. Well, I did what Smart suggested initially. I just want to shoot off around and not just to scare them and just be like, Hey, I'm not messing around. But then that's when the, uh, the, the gun wasn't loaded yet. And I'm like, Oh God, did I miss, miss anything? Oh no, there's only one ending. So I have no idea then what the impact is of this moral decision. So they, they just like wave it in your face as being a piece of shit. <laughs> is that I think it? They, I think they, I think they yeah. just want to create the moral conflict in the, uh, in the player. Yeah. But I feel you on the same way, like somebody plays through the genocide run on Undertale as well as the pacifist run and the in-between. From a video game standpoint, I want to see all the endings, right? So th- th- yeah. there is another way. So uh, coming through the, my first time, I took it seriously because I like to do that in my first playthroughs. But once you start dissing yourself, me personally as the type of gamer I am, like I'll run through an Uncharted or a God of War or any any other game and it'd just be like i don't care like give me cheat codes let me do whatever i want let's play like gta and just have at it after you play through like you're you're like you have your skyrim where you're like you do everything right and then you have like your genocidal murder hobo skyrim play profile and then like Mm -hmm. all your different ways you like to play and that's why they're video games and not real life but yeah that was the most controversial scene there is a super tense scene um that is just like out of last of us and of uh, resident evil 2 sherry mission you play as a like six or eight year old girl as a russian soldier uh comes inside your house the house is set on fire a little bit and you have to start crawling through vents and under tables to hide from him as you have a mission where you got to stab him to death and you're hitting him with knives and running away as this russian jacked russian soldiers going through your house looking for you to murder you i was like yoinks so that was an interesting mission. Um, besides that, overall, there were some cool sniping missions in there. Uh, emotionally, it, it hits on a lot of really good ideas about, like, it's complicated. War's complicated. All this stuff is is yeah. not great. People are dying. This is just a big oofa. Now, is this, are, are these controversial scenes and moments, uh, like, generating a lot of buzz online? Uh, from what I've heard... But I think a lot of buzz sources, comes sources outside the gaming media, like people just trying to shit on games. Yeah, I, I, I honestly, I've given so little credit to media, especially when they have this type of coverage. Like I give more credit to, um, was it 
NPR interviewed an individual that stole Fallout 76's domain because they were stupid enough not to register it for their awful $100 season uh, pat or s- subscription to play their broken-ass Fallout 76 game. And they interviewed him, and he started a whole conversation saying, like, I want to sit down with Todd Howard and, like, try and mitigate what's going on right now in Bethesda because I've never uh, – did we talk about this last week? Seeing a company fall from grace so quickly as Bethesda has. No, but we also didn't, no, but we also didn't do a show last week. I don't think we talked about the week before either. That makes sense <laughs> to me. So have you heard anything about Bethesda? As a, Just real quick, and then we'll come back the media-wise. I know they are. Do you, That's what you mean. Have I heard anything about them? Yeah. Have you have you heard any of the just the constant issues? News, no. oh, okay. Of recent, no. Couple Google searches, just Fallout seventy six, broken game, and then <laughs> horrible, horrible PR, horrible covering it, and them just constantly lying to consumers. And then finally, they release a hundred dollar subscription service for this game. Be instead of it's still not fixed. And then it's kind of like uh, Call of Duty Zombies. Say we were asking for. Uh, a classic perk system to return. Uh, right. And they're just like, yeah, all right, we heard you. Just give us $100 a year and we'll put it in the game. And you're like, what? And we'll also fix those other things you guys need fixed for 100 bucks a year. Totally, we got you. Exactly. It's, it's like a lot of head-scratching moves. But whenever it comes to outrage against the release of Modern Warfare, I think it serves more as a it, publicity for them it doesn't really serve as anything else i find so much on uh, twitter as well when no matter what news is trending on twitter there's just so much vitriol and it's just noise that none of it is meaningful all the talk on there is just so completely unproductive and, uh, and not meaningful that i don't think anybody that actually has an issue with modern warfare uh modern warfare's campaign actually played it or has a um broad perspective on life i mean when games journalists were talking about like this was too controversial you shouldn't show people this it's like yeah this was the same people that were criticizing them for like how dare you have chlorine gas or white phosphorus inside this game that you're normalizing white phosphorus this is horrible and then the campaign spends i don't know how much time showing you just how devastating and terrible chemical warfare is and why it is um a war crime and I'm like, I don't even know what the hell white phosphorus is. I mean, I, I know this. Con- I know that mm-hmm. I know we, we've had this conversation before, mm-hmm. but I, I don't remember what white phosphorus is. It's, ex- it's like, how the hell are we going to normalize something if I can't even remember what it is? <laughs> uh, the, the quick summary of white phosphorus is it's, it's uh, basically you shoot it off above. It explodes out. And because of that explosion, the gas hits and the yeah. gas is hot enough to melt skin. So it's horrible, painful death and everybody gets caught up in a cloud of smoke that takes a while to dissipate and they're all burning to death and you can't breathe. So it's you terrible. Know what I also, you know what I also think we shouldn't normalize? What, John? Fucking atomic bombs and nukes. But we, we joke about nukes all the time. Sure. You know, like war sure. is shit. Yeah, war is terrible. I think we should showcase that in a video game where it gets criticized for being like normalizing and making it all heroic. Like... Uh, killing and violence yeah. and all this this really you know, like you know, you know it was one of the most brutal and horrible acts of warfare dropping yeah. a nuke but like, yeah you know people are people are okay to make nuke jokes all the time why, why are why are nuke jokes okay but i can't include white phosphorus in a video game yeah and let's take it a step further the amount of people that you hear in the united states be like why don't we just nuke them rules of engagement are bullshit we should just nuke them it's like 
but that's fine that's ever happened in human history hundreds of thousands of people die in a single moment yeah and in a snap you know, of a finger gonna cry, we're gonna cry about white phosphorus in a video game yeah and without the context of showing what's in there so it's just like lame did, i think these are the cries of people that don't dare challenge their own ideas and personal securities and you gotta put, put i mean with a video game it's a video game this isn't real life we're not asking you to even opt in to play the video game i think there's there's a lot of uh just sensationalism for clicks I, I'm, I'm not even sure the people that write these articles would even have take issue with what it is from what they're writing i, I feel like they just write in a vacuum until it gets picked up in social media how many times does somebody write something online it goes viral and they're like i didn't i didn't think i didn't mean it i'm sorry and Th that's mm -hmm. just a, a whole bunch of nothing um i did have another comment about the campaign that i wanted to say uh grounded this game very well unlike black ops 4 I, this made it so clear how helpful a campaign is for grounding and contextualizing all the other game modes and making it have a singular vision and a theme and i clearly feel a cohesion between all the modes because of the campaign inside this call of duty experience where i don't feel call of duty all-star mode like i did in black ops 4 anymore it actually feels like a call of duty game to me feels again feels original yes yes as, as original as a reboot of a franchise can be absolutely and i think that was really because they didn't be like in the first episode hey my name's soap and you're like okay here we go just like we've heard about this guy he's been off the radar no one's ever seen his face he goes by the name of ghost and you're like i'm gonna fucking kill myself I've never heard of that <laughs> no they they instead decided to really focus on uh this back and forth of basically price is like a celebrity in the spec op world in this game which is almost laughable but it is interesting to see like where he comes from the missions that set up potentially um assad in the original call of duty modern warfare 4 and they're going to bring assad back shepherd gets a mention at the end all at the end does it set up the original call of duty modern warfare uh one and two so mm -hmm. to me that's why it felt as original as it could be in a reboot because it didn't lean in on hey these are things we know unlike star wars has done in recent years which is like 80 80s Death Star, like a lightsaber. I didn't get much, if at all, of that type of stuff. I I didn't roll my eyes once in this campaign. That's hard to do, That's actually. A yeah, I just realized I roll my eyes in zombie maps more We're than at I did. An all-time low. Oh shit! I just realized that. Yeah, no, the campaign was just fine. Call of Duty's back. No, <laughs> that that's the thing. What gets at the end of the day? Do you pay sixty dollars for this product? I mean, I'd, I know. no, me neither. But I'm saying for the people at home, it's like, is this is this worth buying $60? It's like, well, how long have you played Call of Duty? Because if you've never played Call of Duty, this is a fine $60 purchase. If you've played Call of Duty, it's like, I felt like I've already played, I've already had this experience before. It feels just as good as a COD 4, Call of Duty 5, BO1, and so on. And before it hit that drought of ghosts to BO4, which I just, to me, was just uninspiring Call of Duty. This was a kickback to a better time, but not so much a, it didn't, it didn't make it like redefine Call of Duty, like Call of Duty 3 to 4 was. All right, I'm done rambling. Do you want to get into multiplayer? Yeah, sure.
Um, um, what do you what do you got about it? I would like to praise something that I don't think anybody's out here praising. Oh boy! I want to praise the ability to shut and open doors. Oh no, I do like that. I love that. Yeah, I was playing free for all, and I found myself like pinned back behind a wall. Yep. And and then it hit me. I'm like, wait a minute, I could open doors. Mm-hmm. And I, I and I knew there was a door behind me, and I walk up to it, and what do you know? I can open it. Mm-hmm. Then I walk through the door, and I got out of that position I was pinned. Um, and that was that was such a moment where I'm like, oh man, this is incredible. Yeah, I like the fact that you can also like, use it's it. Such a, it's such a little feature. It's so mm-hmm. simple, but I'm like, this actually has like uses in gameplay where it's mm-hmm. like if. And there was another situation where I ran through that door. Yep. That same door that I had opened earlier. And I'm like, I better shut it mm-hmm. so that I have cover now on my backside and I can and I can use this little area as just a quick like a quick bit of cover to look out, see if anybody's shooting. I don't need to watch my back. Yep. Like it's a little feature and it's so mundane being able to open and close doors, mm-hmm. but it absolutely changes the way you play the map because mm-hmm. in a previous call of duty that door would be shut and i would basically have been pinned out there and my only way out would have been to like poke my head out and hope i killed a guy but the guy's probably already aiming down sides waiting for me to poke my head out right so i'm basically dead but i could escape and then i'm like oh i can also create cover in a place that it previously didn't by shutting the door it's so little but i i like it a lot I completely agree, as well as it works as like a security alarm. If you have good headsets on, you hear when somebody punches open that door. I love the ability mm-hmm. to peek on doors, too. Slowly open them up so it doesn't make that sound if somebody is uh, close the door behind you. It gives you a whole new like metagame for pros and like search and destroy and any other game modes you might be experiencing. I love the leaning and mounting mechanics and the ability to reload while aiming or mounting a weapon. All those things I found to be extremely helpful, fun for the realism, um, and survival survival i found that those like some of the my most fun moments were when i was shooting against the incoming uh, terrorists and i was able like as i'm dying hit the stim shot and i'm still shooting so i could get a full heal and killing bad guys when i ran in to revive a teammate like those are the experiences like you like to create and talk about and you find that as well in the multiplayer mode uh with these little details that were added as for map design um, I read these, I had this inclination, but I read on Charlie Intel's website and people in chat have been commenting about it, that they aren't very good. And I do agree with that. That was something that I felt exhausted by the maps in the beta and then seeing what was on release still, it's like they added a few more maps. I'm just like, oh my God, like this, the maps just don't feel that great to me. Even from when I ran into, um, the local bots when I couldn't get online the first day, I found a lot of it just like they trying to capture shipment or rust in a couple of small maps. And they're just, it's just not there. You're not getting that feeling of a rust or shipment map that is so beloved, but at least they tried to do something original. I just don't know. Uh, They tried to get rid of multiple lanes, which is really nice, but I don't know if that stayed true on the final release. I'd be curious to hear what more multiplayer experts like prestigious key drifter and them actually had to talk about or had to, what their opinions were about it. I wouldn't, I wouldn't really have much to say in terms of like, how well the maps were designed that's not something i think about when i play mm-hmm. um <clears throat> like to me they felt fine there's some maps i like more than others um and it really i think comes down to just how well i've done on those maps 
Mm-hmm. Uh, I've been playing a lot of free for all. Um, and there's some free for all maps that I just I do well. I seem to just have a good sense of where the spawns are. Mm-hmm. Um, and then there's others that I just play really poorly on and I'll get like two or three kills. Other games like I'll either win or I'm like in the hunt, mm-hmm. you know, and that might come down to just map design and which ones click with me. So it's hard to say for me. Um, it's fair. It's fair. I like, though, I love the feel of having actual real guns. I love the sound yes, of them. Yes, absolutely. Um, absolutely. They, sa- they sound great, too. The, sa- mm-hmm. the, the sound design for the guns is on point. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel like I'm shooting a real weapon. That's a, that's a nice touch. What did mm-hmm. you think of the 32-on-32 uh, the 32 32 ground war? I still think that's one of the most fun modes to play. Noah, I saw on Twitter, mm-hmm. was getting nukes left and right. It's a fun mode that I can casually jump in where, like, I one of the gripes I have is I don't like the quick play. It doesn't default the save when you uncheck stuff. So I get I went in a domination match and got my butt beaten to me. Domination, I find that the map designs really hit me there, where like you were just saying, certain maps, I just get squashed, spawn trapped, all the shit I hated about Call of Duty in the past happens in domination games all the time. Um, War avoids that to a a fairly decent degree, unless you're getting absolutely killed, but there's seems like there's a constant momentum. You never have a like 250, like headquarters, 250 to zero, whatever the score maximum would be in War. It allows you to just jump in and level up guns, right? There's so many people it makes it a lot easier for you unless they've tweaked stuff and i don't know about this like they it would be awful if they made it so like in war you don't gain experience as fast as other game modes because it's such a great opportunity to get a ton of kills try out new things not really feel punished if you're blowing up tanks and all this i like the vehicles in there you can play different objectives like blowing up just focusing on killing enemy kill streaks and tanks taking positions trying to get a nuke trying to kill people sniping there's a lot of fun stuff to it but then sometimes it gets exhausting like how many times i've spawned in and insta die from a sniper or spawn in in the middle of conflict and get murdered instantly Spawns yeah. are an issue. Spawns, spawns are an issue. Spawn, spawn in this game was a little bit weird at first, mm-hmm. just because I wasn't used to it. Mm-hmm. Like you know, I'm used to just Call of Duty spawning. I just hit the button and I and I peer somewhere. Yep. Here I'm like, oh wait, I'm actually picking where I spawn roughly. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I found that one of the one of the things I appreciate, you know, sometimes I think like you will spawn and you'll just like die not shortly after. Mm-hmm. But um. The maps, they're big, but I don't feel like I'm lost, and I don't feel like I'm having a hard time finding people. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's kind of nice. Like, you know, it feels very much like a hybrid of Battlefield and Call of Duty. Mm-hmm. And uh, I was worried it was going to feel more like Battlefield than it did Call of Duty, but I think it actually feels more like Call of Duty than it does Battlefield, and I liked it. Mm-hmm. It was fun. There's like some the good points in chat. Uh, smoke is necessary to move on ground war between objectives. I always remember that. That was like a game changer when I played with my friends. Like a serious team utilizing smokes completely changes just the absolute run to your death fest that typically happens inside those type of objective-based game modes. So it's kind of cool mm-hmm. to see that uh, shifting pace. I really like dicking around with the helicopter. Oh, yeah. Um, I will take the helicopter and fly it into random places. <laughs> like I literally took the helicopter and landed mm-hmm. it right on the middle of CDOM. Yep. Didn't really have a good reason. It just seemed like a funny thing to do. <laughs> I or saw. I dropped the yeah. helicopter off at the top of like one of the skyscrapers mm-hmm. and I just chilled up there and I parachuted off. Dude, there's a guy at like one of the water towers or one of those sniping positions. I saw a dude take a helicopter, 
kamikaze into it because I was shooting at the guy and it's like, assist! As the plane just smashes and destroys him and he's just flying down on his parachute coming down. He's just like, yeah! <laughs> I'm like, That's like the kind of shit I would want to do with the helicopter. Yeah. I was having fun with it. There's a lot of I don't really care about fun. the tank, but the helicopter, that's my, that's my jam. I don't think there's a theater mode inside this game, so it's a shame you won't get cool ground war theater mode video footage, but I mean, theater mode, it took Black Ops its entire life cycle to get it to a stable point. So it's like, it is what it is. I haven't heard any blue screens. Anybody blue screened on this? I feel like that's got to be a step in the right direction. Not that I know of. Yeah, I I haven't heard anything about that. don't need to re-trigger anybody's PTSD from last year. (gasps) So overall, from the time I've put in... Uh, Dr. Disrespect streamed for 24 hours straight. Syndicate's trying to get to max prestige as soon as possible. There's clearly interest on it on launch. I still think it's going to be short-lived. Is there a race this year? Oh, shit. I don't know. I don't think so. No, there must be. Did they not do a race this year? Let's go to Jericho's Twitter. There you go. That's the easiest way to find out. I'm going to go on Twitch as well. How do I I spell Jericho? Uh, J. (laughs) That's all I got. Okay, there it is. See, uh, Tom's at home. He's still going like 11,000. Yeah, last night at 1 a.m. he had 2,300, 2,400 people watching him. 11,000 watching him. I don't see any mention of it, so I'm going to say no. Wow. That surprised me. We'll have to have chat also explain that to us. But wow. this is it, It's cool to see that there's excitement around it, but I don't think it'll last. I think COD mm-hmm. has hit this problem of, oh, people are saying there's been uh, well, newbie's gotten blue screens. 18 hours played, no crashes. I don't think so. Well, I won't say that. I won't say that there that there's no no, blue but it's all. It's not widespread. No race this year, John. You might be part of the last race that ever happened. Oh man, I, I was part of history. Nice, nice. Um. So yeah, it, it's. I think there's a new problem. Call of Duty's gonna have to come to grips with is that. Because what they do is churn out another game, like another FIFA year by year, people lose interest quicker and quicker. Oh, I'm reading. And, I see now Jericho's Twitter. Uh, yeah. He what do you say? Twitter. A few days ago, there was no race. Said, uh, been getting mm. a lot of questions about hashtag the race. Sadly, it won't be happening this year. We worked closely with the Con Endowment and Activision to set up these charity marathons, and they decided to run their own event this year instead of ours. This is a business decision we know they'd make eventually and it doesn't take away from the incredible events leading up to now we will cross the finish line with over nine hundred eighty thousand rays 28 plus days of streaming and a ton of memories thanks to and then a bunch of people he thanks wow wow i wonder what their charity event then is going to be mm. and why they shied away from the race i do remember that one year they were like we're not playing infinite warfare we're playing cod 4 and they're like well we're gonna get better people to play this game mm-hmm uh well i think that's about it for this week john you want to get to donations and topic time yeah topic time i gotta go grab one of my water bottles so go get topic time up oh, hot air today well reed is busy getting water we'll use this time to bring back the classic sombros pot the john bros podcast first mention of the john bros podcast congrats to liverpool for a win over tottenham tonight um uh. hydro homies drink your water and um, now we'll get into top time with Reed back. Yes. Power Outage says, uh, how do you think the new engine will impact the future of zombies? After seeing how good Modern Warfare looks, it 
makes me wish it had a zombies mode. I think this game does look good. One of that was one of the things I cutscenes do. I think my I must have a PS4 up problem or something like that. Um, the in-game rendering didn't look good to me. It, it was okay. It was better. It was better than previous Butterboys. It was it was better than World War II's difference between cutscenes and gameplay, but the gameplay still doesn't look like I think it should. Uh, to me, I thought the game looked great. I was pretty impressed by the look of it. Excuse me, I, I didn't mean to do that. I'm sorry. I'm just dying into the microphone. Uh, I really liked it. Anyway, Cheese Puff says, uh, "What's your favorite class and race combination to play in D and D?" Oh man, probably right now, class and race. Funny enough, so in, in my D&D game, I'm still playing my friends. We're over a year on this, over like 52 sessions. Um, there are no dragons inside my D&D world because I just thought I'd do something different and make it fun that way. And I always had an issue with how people overuse dragons to like the point of tropiness. So when my friend ran one shot, I really found I liked Dragonborn Fighter uh, because – and I tanked him sort of like a Paladin-esque uh, fighter – and I just had a lot of fun with the idea that I was a dragonborn that hates all dragons. <laughs> so it's just like, you do know you're a dragon. It's just like, oh, God, don't tell me. Oh, I know. So that's probably one of the more funs. Anything that's a wizard class, because with a wizard or sorcerer, that's stuff where you can use magic. You can just instantly be like, all right, fireball, cloud kill, change the game up in a moment. That's a lot of stuff to play. So I'll go with those kind of race combos and stuff like that. Uh Dragonborns, which aren't available in my world, I found them fun, probably because it's just the novelty of it. And then I, I just like a lot of them. d and so fun because you can play anything, to be fair. All of them are really cool. Um, Changelings and um, what, what's that other one? Goliaths are also really darn fun to play. So there's my nerdy talk, John. Do you, do, do you, do you want to take a stab in the dark and just say words and maybe it'll come out right? No. Darn. All right. Uh... Dr. Minty says, what's the biggest mystery left behind in the Ether story? Primus or biggest... Ultimus will prevail. <laughs> now there's definitely more of that. Biggest mystery? Hmm. What's the name of that girl's name on the walls? Was it Abigail? No. Who is Abigail, it? Abigail and Samantha. I forget what the third was. Yeah, that's the one that didn't go in. Sally! What happened Sally. to Sally? Uh, where, where did Peter McCain's body go? Yeah, and 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 what happened to Gersh? Because GK never happened, so Gersh is out there. What was the point of Sophia and coming yeah, to the storyline? Yeah, and Maxis fly into the portal thingy. Did, did that just restart? Why? Not really not. Why did it restart the cycle? Why? <laughs> There's a lot of why. Uh, what was up with that Dempsey thing where like it was cold? And he was the last one left. Uh, potentially at the fireplace when they're all choking to death. I'm not uh, sure why he would write it down, though. I hope Monty doesn't, doesn't find it. We'd be in a world shit. I don't that know. Sense. Somebody that, put it to me that, that it could have. Yeah. Call the Dead would it would have made more sense if just Call the Dead. It would have made sense if they were dying Call of the Dead. But mm -hmm. Ultimate Noob 23 says, if you're transported 400 years in the past with no clothes or anything else, how would you prove you're from the future? I'm asking for a friend. 400 years in the past? 
If no. If you're transported 400 years in the past with no clothes or anything else, how do you prove you're from the future? I would I'm never, I would never try and say I'm from the future. That is the quickest way to get witchcraft and murdered on the spot. People are going to be like, he is insane. It's time to kill insane people because that's how they handled their problems in 1609. Are you kidding you're miss, me? Th you're missing the joke, Reed. Am I? I was having fun yeah. with it, though. You're missing the joke. Oh, is he he's saying, saying he's pretending he's from 2400? Yeah, yeah. Not any clothes. How'd you prevent the future? In the last part, I'm asking for a friend. No, no, I got that. I was thinking, I was, I, I didn't get the idea that it was forward. I was thinking it was backwards. What? That's ultimate hilarious, is, actually. Ultimate noob is from the future. Right? Yes, yes. I now have the joke. I caught on to the joke. I thought he had a friend that went into the past. <laughs> I went the other yeah. way. Because I'm bad like that. That is funny. Uh, Magna Collider 15 says, this is probably a dumb question, but are we getting an El Camino review, right? Reedster and Johnster. I hope so, and yes. Joker. An El Camino and Joker review will be coming. Oh my god, we were supposed to do that Wednesday, weren't we? Yeah, we were. I was too busy. That's why I didn't hit you up. Oh, okay. Yeah, that's fine. I don't even remember what I was doing Wednesday. <laughs> uh... Uh, Kingdom Hops asks, we already touched on this, if Infinity War gave you too many options during the Butcher torture scene. Um... What do you think? Do you think there were too many options? Not, no. I mean, it allows players to do a whole plethora of stuff. I think that was really cool what they did with the Mason thing in theory. I, I, I get held up in BO2, like implying the same idea with Menendez being a bad boss, but isolate that to Mason, whether you can shoot him in the head or the legs, or the legs and that changes the outcome of the game or just mm -hmm. the morality of the moment. I think it's cool that they gave players options uh, just so you can try and take something else away. I don't know what they're trying to prove, though. With that that scene, if it doesn't have any impact in the ending, is it just to be like, haha, you should feel bad as a player, or just make you self-reflect? I I don't know. Uh, it's just a weird, it's a weird uh, situation. I'm not sure it really garners, yeah, it garners any craziness in the media or what they're going for. I agree. Uh, Comcast. Uh, Comcast. Well, we're not uh, we're not answering any questions from Comcast. Those those sons of bitches. Comcap? I'm just kidding. I heard you said Comcast uh, the first time. I'm just like, uh, we don't we don't f talk to terrorists. Comcap with a P ass. Uh, Sorry. What, what our impressions on Outer Worlds is. I haven't played it yet. I I need to play it. I heard it's a better Fallout. It's from the original players of Fallout New Vegas, so they made Vegas. I saw a lot of commercials for it yesterday when I was watching uh, college football. Mm -hmm. So it looks good. Yeah. Looks funny. That's what I care about just fun uh last one from cap and murphy says uh not sure if a secret door was found in Tiger Toten 2 and we know the super easter egg was scrapped what do you think two what do you think what do you two think the secret door super easter egg would have been i'm not even sure the secret doors were a super easter egg that was something queen has been holding on to since day one maybe maybe one of our highly reliable leakers had an inside man on the team that was there deciding what the super Easter egg would be. I don't know. Uh, for doors, you maybe you could journalist. get items. Yes, the the greatest journalists in the world who have incredibly fragile egos, which is surprising to me for such killer journalists. All right, I'm stopping. Um, yeah, the doors. Maybe weapons were in there. Special uh, bonuses you could get. 
maybe wisp My part guess two would be like an arsenal like you'd walk yeah. in there and there'd just be guns all over the wall and you'd hit a button and you'd get all the perks it'd be cool like some director's cut mode basically yeah, yeah, basically a director's cut-esque thing that would make the most sense it'd be fun yeah it'd be a nice addition anything i mean i still stand by the fact that and how cool would that be if you're playing with friends mm-hmm. you go over to your friends who don't know you're like watch this yeah and then whoosh every wonder weapons on the wall and all the perks are there yeah that'd be fun i completely agree it's just one of those things that i think bo2 started saying like cross map easter eggs and bigger grander type of rewards and it's just it's never went anywhere from the nav cards it's never gotten to a level that i expected it should have naturally progressed to too many ideas in different directions. Zombies seem to have went a little, little bit this way, then they came back to center. Went a little bit this way and came back to center. Well, that's what, what it seems like zombies' progression has been over the years. Is that it? That is it. It's Ninja donates five British pounds. Oh, currency. Yum, 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 yum. You can probably mitigate the money PayPal takes from this. Uh, this is for John. Good time to be a Liverpool fan up in the Reds. You're not getting that money, John. I'm <laughs> uh, not getting that money. Damn. Uh, yeah, Liverpool got a good win today. Now nah, you can just uh, take it out the Zombra stuff anyway. Uh, Comcap donated, and he said, good morning. Good morning, Comcap. Thank you for morning, supporting Comcap. both our Patreon and sending a donation to us. Good to see you. David Kirk donated. Wow, a lot of British pounds today. You're spoiling us. Do you think the PS4 is... We're, we're moving to London, boys. Here we go. Just in time for them for Brexit. We got the budget now. We have 10 British pounds. <laughs> Do you think the PS4 exclusivity of survival hurt sales? And and books I recently read. Can I see the, the whole thing? Yes, please. Okay, I got to stretch this out. Sorry, give me a moment. Oh, my goodness. It's still going. Why can't I? Streamlabs, you're letting me down here. I can't get a full look so just sorry box is gonna be screwed up for a second as i read this do you think ps4 exclusivity of survival hurt sales and books i recently read it and stand my aim from now till the end of next year uh is to read all stephen king's 20 so far books are awesome stephen king's crazy to me man i can't get into his stuff that's a lot of books that's a lot of big lengthy books too so best of luck i want you to do it uh, catalog yeah and that's great classics in there but still good for you good Um, for you i don't really think i don't really think though survival move the needle moves the needle at all in terms of sales Mm -hmm. so i actually don't think the exclusivity hurts the overall sales of the game there was a big public boycott when that was snuck in in the ps4 day of play when last of us revealed it's uh all of its stuff and then was delayed <laughs> um but they got a lot of flack for that a lot of xbox pc people canceled their stuff because they were angry but it's probably a few thousand i think most people i think most people like myself included didn't even know it was exclusive mm-hmm. um and i think i think it may be the people who already bought the game find out after the fact on xbox and pc because most i don't know i, I wasn't aware fair i mean if you're not stuck to the internet man just take a week off the internet and you'd be surprised all the stuff people care about that you never even heard of mm-hmm. uh, so now we have mr drown again making every live stream good afternoon gentlemen congratulations to john on his 13k where 13 are we? no 13 miles 
13k run, so yeah, 13 mile run. 13k uh, is less than let's, than let's, right? We'll do the, we'll do or is the, 13k uh, conversion? No, that's more. I think it's 21. I think it's 21 kilometers. Yeah, five. 20.9. Uh, 20. Yeah. Well, it's 13.1, so it comes out to 21.08. 21 kilometers. Gotcha. 20k. Because three miles is a 5k, so miles are always going to be longer, more, small, yeah. shorter. 5k bigger. Sorry, kilometers longer than a mile, or the numbers are higher. I don't. I'm stopping. Uh. Anyway, uh, missed you guys last week. Congrats on the run. Health is wealth in 2019. Hell yeah. Stay safe and have a good day, gentlemen. Thank you so much, Mr. Drown. Phoenix, love in Modern Warfare so far. By the way, what's your favorite Pokemon? Uh, as a kid, I always liked the green one with the blades because it looked like a Primantis. I think it was like Caesar. And then as I got older, I really liked like Lugia, Zapdos. All the legendary ones are super dope. Mewtwo, I'm Mew. Team, I'm team Munchlax. I don't know. But Blastoise was dope. He looked like a tank. Munchlax was the pre-evolution to Snorlax. Oh, they did that? Yeah, he just eats everything, and then he gets as big as Snorlax, and then he just sleeps. Well, Snorlax is the shit. <laughs> what? Snorlax is the shit, man. He's what, like, all of us embody in our future, just eating and sleeping. That's all we want to do once you're, well, no. the world's eroded Munchlax, you away. Munchlax does all the eating. Snorlax does all the sleeping. You know, that's fair, actually. Yep, I should have got that by the goddamn names. It's pretty basic. I'll send you a picture. That's pretty basic. Johnny J sent me a picture. Uh, you gonna? All right, box is gonna be screwed up. Everybody, be okay. It'll be okay. Oh yeah, I've seen that little guy. He is adorable. Pokemon are so cute. They make perfect plushies. All right. Uh, vegetable donated fifteen big ones. Having a really emotional and difficult weekend. Just want to say thank you for streaming. Thank you for coming out. I'm sorry to hear that, but that's always the point, at least of why I post stuff is to be nice, to have something to get away from all your bullshit in the world, especially when you have tough weekends. We all go through that. So we wish you the best, Vegetable. It's always good to see you every week, even whether you're donating or not. I hope you have a really, really good weekend, and I'm sorry to hear things are going rough for you this week. And here's another five pounds because it's you from Ninja. Thanks, Ninja. It's Ninja, the one that went to Mixer. Oh, quick. Did you know uh, Shroud left to Mixer as well? Wait, what? Shroud oh, yeah. went to Mixer. I don't know who Shroud is, but I saw people... He was the out. second biggest streamer on Twitch, who then oh. became the first, and then Microsoft stole him too. So they've lost their two biggest streamers on Twitch. Nearly a percent of all viewers were watching these two guys, and they left for money. How big could he be if I've never heard of him? Just saying. Uh, Shroud's at everything, dude. He's the cod, like he's the FPS guy. He's like ungodly with his aim and accuracy. Everybody always talks about how good Shroud is. Syndicate played with him for a little bit, and she's like, "Oh God, it was an honor to play with, against Shroud or with Shroud and all that." He's at those competitions and everything. He's always he's look him up, just look him up. That this is the internet. There's always somebody that's 10 million plus subscribers you've never heard about. Yeah, that's the internet now. Yeah, people have 10 million subs, and I'll be like, I don't never heard of this person. Well, I almost like last night I was gutted. I found this dude that uh, he looked like 12, <laughs> and I'm like, oh my god, he has 3.4 million subs, and he's like, I he's incredible background with coding. He's programming all these things. I'm like, oh my god, he just is one of those like young people that makes you feel awful because they've accomplished so much already in their lives. And then like slowly, I was looking at his resume because it's on his website, and he's a comedian on YouTube, and he works, he does stuff with Gus Johnson and, and his buddy Joe. I'm like, 
this kid's older, and then he, he has like years of experience in the field, and he makes some like he made his viral video was a Roomba that whenever it bounces into something, it cusses and screams and yells. Like he's programming shit like that. Um, so. It totally brought me back, but I was just like, how have I never heard of this dude? He even collaborates with people I actively watch, and he has a massive audience. Never heard of him. I thought he was 12 when he's like 28, 29. So there you go. All right. That's it for this week's episode of Zombros. Thanks for coming out. Thanks for the donations. We'll see you all most likely next week at 2 p.m. Eastern Standard Time for our next episode of Zombros. Be safe till we see you and take care. Thank you for tuning into this episode of Zombros. Make sure to download the podcast on iTunes and support the show on Patreon if you haven't already. If you have the time, be sure to rate the show because it helps keep the podcast going. Links will be in the description. We'll see you in the next episode.